All right, Pittsburgh, this is the Death Star here, and you are listening to MMA Fancast. Tune in. Oh, baby, what time is it? You're listening to MMA Fancast. Here are your hosts, Jim Mooney and Luke Payson. Welcome to the show. I am joined today by the Prince of Pittsburgh, Cole Mason. Cole, welcome onto the program. Hey, glad to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's wonderful uh, to have you on the show. You go ahead and watch the road as you drive, and we'll just look at you. Don't don't worry about looking at us as we do this interview. But um, I'm excited to have you on the show. You're an undefeated um, amateur fighter, um, obviously 3-0, and all stoppages, and all of your stoppages have been submissions. So let's jump in there before we look at the fight coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Let's start with your submissions. What is it What is it that's leading you to these submissions? Obviously, you're probably a BJJ guy. Talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I wrestled. I wrestled since I was, shit, out of the womb pretty much. I, uh, I grew up. I wanted to uh, – my idol was stone cold Steve Austin. So I started, I started wrestling at a really young age, man. And, uh, and so that grappling, the grappling, uh, background has been, you know, ever since I grew up, I, I was grappling, uh, played football in college. And then once I got done playing football, kind of got back into it. And, uh, you know, as a wrestler and, you know, I trained at the Matt factory and whatnot as a wrestler, you know, those, those submissions are, especially when there's no ground and pound involved, the submissions are really, you know, kind of where your bread and butter is with those first three fights with no ground and pound because you take somebody down and, you know, with gloves on, hitting to the body only can hurt so much. So you really look for those uh, those uh, top submissions. And that's kind of where I, you know, made my money in my first three fights, two, two Americanas, and then my last one I think was a uh, arm triangle. But, um, yeah, that's kind of that's where uh, – where I've had a lot of success in my first and uh, moving forward. You know, we'll see. I've got a lot of other tools in the arsenal that I haven't really brought out yet. Absolutely. Well, you, you gave us a little insight, which is always important when you're talking amateur and novice rules, that there's no ground and pound. So it sounds like you were using those submissions to, you know, to get that finish because getting finishes and fights is important. And so now like this fight coming up against David uh, Rice, he's four and one, you're three and oh. So that should put it at advanced amateur rules what does that look like for you coming into your first advanced amateur rule fight? I gotta be in shape, man. I've been I've been working working my butt off, just making sure that my cardio is good. You know, you, those two minute those two minutes uh, two minute rounds are you know they fly by. Um, but you know you also you can gas yourself out pretty quick if you don't uh, if you don't pace yourself. You know, being a wrestler, you know, the three two minute rounds is kind of where you. Mm -hmm. that's where you're at you know and then now we're 
we're kind of moving up into the three three minute rounds. So cardio definitely being um, one of the main factors, and then um, you obviously throwing the ground and pound and the no shin guards. I I still train the same way. I train hard. I train fast. I train I train like you know I'm fighting I'm fighting uh, you know the the UFC champion. It doesn't matter who I fight. My training doesn't really change. Mm. It's always hard. Um, and I just got to make sure that I'm in good shape and, and this should be a fun one, man. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I, I brought up your opponent's record, not to say that, uh, he's special or in some way different or anything like that. Just to say that for a Pittsburgh based promotion, two, four, seven fighting championships, which has been only around a short period of time, but have done a great job getting people to the UFC, um, and Bellator and really being a high level professional promotion. It also is developing a lot of amateur talent. And I think you with your fight nickname, obviously being from Pittsburgh, I think it really shows a lot uh, to Jim Mooney, uh, the matchmaker putting on uh, a competitive fight, you know, both guys, both you and your opponent are kind of at the top of what amateur provides. So what's it like to know that this is a featured, I mean, this is a high level amateur fight you're coming into yeah it's gonna be fun man um you know he's four and one he's i'm sure he's a tough kid um from what i understand he's got a pretty good grappling background as well so it's a tough it's a it's a it's a good matchup um you know obviously first and foremost thanks to jim and all those guys ryan for putting on the the, the show you know i've been i've been itching to uh to get back into the cage and show off some of them. But, hey, we're, I mean, we're just getting started, you know? So, I mean, I love doing this stuff. I love fighting. Uh, I'm a nice guy, but when, I, when I'm in the cage, man, I, you know, there's, there's a different side that comes out of me, and I love every second of it. So, um, you know, it's just one, one more step in the right direction, um, you know. But um, after those first three fights, you know, every fight's going to be a big fight from here to the end of my career, and I'm going to be, you know, given big, you know, big, uh, big challenges, you know, across from me. And, um, you know, I better start getting used to it because that's the, that's the goal at the end of the day, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that's the right attitude to have. You talked about, um, playing football in college. What was your position in what college? I played, um, I played running back for army. So I was at, uh, we, I was there from 2014 to 2017, um, played fullback. Well, we were in a triple option, so it was like fullback slash running back because I got the ball a lot, but um, I was a big boy. I was about 240 pounds. Um, okay, I was a load, man. So now I, I've, I've, I've obviously trimmed back quite a bit, but right. um, yeah, it was a good time, man. I, I was, you know, I had some offers for re to wrestle in college and uh, obviously decided to go the football route. Um, both, you know, it could have went either way. I loved wrestling. I loved playing football, but, you know, I had the opportunity to play at a high level, a division one football team. And, you know, being in the military obviously taught me a lot, uh, a lot of, a lot of qualities that I use in my MMA training, as far as, you know, staying disciplined. And, um, you know, when you're at one of the most prestigious schools in the world on top of being in the military and playing division one football, you know, you gotta be disciplined, self-disciplined you know, work hard up early. Sometimes you might not have much sleep. Uh, so with me doing that and then, you know, my job on top of that being a real estate agent, I'm busy. I'm, I'm busy all the time. I just got done with a, with a, 
you know, a real estate appointment. I was meeting some clients out. Now I'm going to training here shortly. So, um, it's helped me out. It really has, but, uh, but this MMA stuff is, uh, you know, it's obviously a little different, but you take qualities that you learn doing one thing and you transfer it over to the other. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't realize you had gone to army. That's a wonderful thing. Did you, did you take um, a commission and do the six year officer out after army? Cause that's kind of one of the things they do at, from army. Right. Right. Yeah. I, so, so I got, ended up getting hurt playing football and I decided that I wanted to kind of do different things in my life and go in a different direction. So after I went to a prep school, I went to the army prep school and then I went freshman, sophomore year I played. And then after they did the affirmation, I opted out of that. So then I transferred schools, finished my degree. And that's kind of when I got into MMA was when I was done playing football. I was 240 pounds. I was strong as shit, but I mean, my body was just breaking down. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it much longer. And um, so I started doing MMA kickboxing a little bit, but getting back into wrestling, stretching, and, sure. you know, I feel, I feel great now. I feel, you know, much better than I did before. Well, it's good to hear that your body's doing better and that you found something that works for you. You're now fighting at 185. So obviously you've trimmed down, but I think it can only come from somebody who's played division one football and been in the military Academy to say that, to give your body a break, you took up MMA. I mean, that's a, that takes a special uh, type of person to think that MMA is a break on his body. So I think that says something about you as a compliment, but I think that comes from the mindset of D1 football and also the army um, Academy. You're constantly doing other training things in addition uh, to football. So I'm sure that also contributed to the wear and tear on your body, which it's pretty great. How hard was it to, to get to the position you are now? I've seen photos you're you fight muscle, but also lean. You're kind of that mix of a, of a guy that has a lot of muscle on a 185 pound body. So what was it like finding that? Did you think about fighting at 205 or did you fight at 205 or heavyweight prior to 85? And do you think 85 is your ideal weight? 85 is my ideal weight. I might get down to 70 eventually. You know, I mean, I've, I've just like, you should see my parents. They both are in better shape than me and they're in their fifties. So um, they used to do competitive bodybuilding back before I was born. Um, so, you know, I'm obviously blessed with, with good genetics, but uh, at the same time, you know, after playing football and, you know, you know, forcing myself to eat 5,000 calories a day, I started really watching what I eat. I have a nutritionist, you know, I put good stuff into my body. I work out super hard for MMA and, you know, gradually just the weight came off of me. I don't really lift too much weights anymore. If I did, I'd probably be a 205 fighter, but, um, I, uh, I, I just do, I do a lot of body weight stuff. I train very hard and, you know, gradually over the last three, four years, I think that I've naturally got down to like, I walk around probably about 196, 197 now. So if I can get that down to 190, um, you know, once I, once I go pro and make it to Bellator UFC, I think I'll, uh, I might even, you know, consider going down to 170, but we'll see how the body reacts. I mean, I feel good at 185 right now. Absolutely. And I think, I think it's being, it's being wise to fight where your body feels good. Obviously down the road, if, if you're talking about UFC or Bellator at that level, then making uh, a bigger decision or making a bigger cut can sometimes make sense. Although at 85, we've seen former champion Robert Whitaker, who was always fighting at 70, bump up to 85. And he wasn't like a big guy. He's not like an Anthony Rumble Johnson that you have no idea how I ever fought at 70. So I think it also shows that there's um, there's advantages to fighting where you feel good, which obviously sounds good. Now, 
given all of your athletic abilities, your parents' genes and hats off to them, uh, obviously raising you to love sports and being athletic and taking care of your body and all that. What, uh, what's something that, and you've obviously learned a lot about yourself being in the academy. Uh, the, the Army Academy um, is, is a crazy um, mindset to be in. But what, what has MMA been teaching you um, as an athlete and as a person as far as learning it and performing it and training it? I mean, it's, it's definitely the toughest. I think, you know, as far as, you know, you play, play in Division One. Um, and, you know, you have those a lot of times, but there's nobody telling you that you have to go to jiu-jitsu practice. There's nobody's telling you that you got to go to kickboxing. You got to find find a way to, to, to fit that in your schedule, and you've got to be self-disciplined enough to, to make sure that you're going to those practices and just getting a little bit better every single day. I mean, um, that's the main thing, really, is, is just finding it in yourself to to want to be good and find time in the day to – to train once, sometimes twice, sometimes, you know, in fight camp, sometimes I train three times a day. I'll go for a run in the morning and get two workouts in a day. And there's no one telling me I got to do that. I just know that it would, it's what I have to do to be the best version of myself. So um, I've learned that. And, and another thing that I've really taken away is MMA is so complex and it's so um, there's so many moving parts to, to MMA and nobody's really mastered uh, mixed martial arts yet because it, it is what, what, what it is. It's, it's mixed martial arts. There's a million different um, mm-hmm. arts that you have to take into account, whether that's jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, Muay Thai, boxing, um, karate, whatever it is. But it's so complex, and there's so many different things that you, at the end of the day, need to be good at. Sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming, especially starting out in my first year or two. I try to learn so many different things at once, and it would just – I would be flooded with information, and at the end of the day, I'd learn nothing. So – I think now my approach to practice every day is just try to learn one, one thing mm. and then take that back, go home. What maybe I'll, you know, I might watch a video on, on something or I might, you know, before I go to bed, just think about what, it, what we learned in practice that day and what it was that I took away. And I think over like the last six, seven, eight months, I've been really doing that. And I've, I've gotten leaps and bounds better over the last couple months than I did my first two or three years. Cause I kind of changed my approach to, uh, to training a little bit, if that makes sense. It does. I think one of the things I always try on this show is uh, interviewing fighters on some of the things that some people that just watch um, MMA or UFC level don't quite understand that uh, it is a new sport. It's still 25 years. And you can say this about football. Football has been around for hundred years, baseball, 120 years, and still people have to find what works for them. But obviously, as you pointed out, there seems to be some waves in MMA. You know, wrestling is always going to be a, a big part of MMA, but just when wrestling seems like that's going to be the dominant, then the knockout artists come along, then it swings back to wrestling. Then you had R- Ronda Rousey coming on the female side to really show what Judah can do, judo can do. And now you're and now you're seeing the combat samba stuff from uh, from the Russian influence, you know, so it's always interesting. I think there is a mindset that you're pointing out as far as wanting to learn what works for you and keeping it simple. As far as shifting gears and looking at the fight, uh, what's your mindset or prediction? And obviously don't give away anything if it's uh, important. You can always tell us after the fight, but kind of what's it like 
coming into this fight, having three experiences, having a new mindset in the last three or four months of really focusing on uh, mastery of something as opposed to just a bunch of little stuff? Um, yeah, man. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit different this time around because of, you know, the COVID precautions and all that stuff. Sure. And these fights just kind of popped up last minute almost. And uh, good thing I've been training you know, hard for the last four, five, six months. So I really uh, haven't taken any time off. So I wouldn't really consider it a short fight camp. If anything was pretty long, I just haven't really had, didn't know an opponent or whatever. Um, credit to David for taking the fight because I had, I had, you know, four opponents before they finally found one. But uh, I mean, I'm just going to go out there and put on a show. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to smile while I'm doing it. Cause I love it. And, um, and I mean, I, I don't really have a prediction. I know I'm going to go out there and get the win, but um, I'm going to go out and have fun. I know he's a tough kid. I know it's 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 definitely not going to be an easy fight. It'll be my toughest fight yet, but I didn't get in this sport to uh, you know for for walkthroughs. You know what I mean for for easy wins. I, I wanted to challenge myself, and I'm really really looking forward to it, man. Well, that's the that's the mindset of a competitor at your level, and also I think at the next level you mentioned pro. That'll be something we can talk about uh, down the road. I, I look forward to having you on the show uh, many more times uh, over your career to kind of see how things go. But yeah, I think MMA really is, and so are some other sports, but MMA really is about challenging yourself. You're, you're not in MMA if you think you just want to find an easy way uh, to be successful. So um, who are your thank yous, whether it's coaches or sponsors? You've already mentioned your parents, people um, that you want to thank, because one of the things about MMA that can be a little deceitful almost, not really deceitful, but problematic is fans only see one person fighting. And so we think, oh, Conor McGregor is doing that by himself or somebody's doing that by himself. And sometimes that leads to attitude issues or problems. So who's in your camp? You mentioned the Matt Factor. You're still training there. If not, what's your main gym? Who are your main training partners or coaches? And who are your main thank yous? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I could go on for, for days as far as thank yous, man. Um, you know, first and foremost, obviously, um, my coaches, uh, you know, Coach Brian, Coach Isaac, Don Mazzotta, um, Dempsey, all the guys out at the Math Factory. I mean, they push me every single day. And um, it's hard to find that in yourself. You know, you can't – it's really hard to, you know, go to practice and say, uh, you know, I want to, I want to put myself through a five minute round shark tank and, and yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to find it in dig, dig deep in me to, to make sure that I'm, uh, I'm getting the best out of my workout today. You know, you got to have guys on your ass a little bit and, um, and they're the best of the best. They're the best around. Uh, Isaac's, you know, he is one of the you know most brilliant guys, one of the nicest guys in the world. So obviously to my coaches, my family, my friends, all my supporters. I mean, I don't know if you've been to any of my fights, but I have two, 300, 400 people come out to my fights and show love and support friends, family. Um, so, um, and I love, I love putting on a show for those guys. So obviously a big thank you to them. Um, and a big thank you to my, uh, my, my main partner, Dalton, Dalton Rasta. You probably know Dalton, but he, he keeps me, he keeps my head on straight. He, he makes sure he holds me accountable and I'm going to practice and, you know, I'm not going out on, on the weekends during fight camp and all. thank you to the lord for you know uh blessing me with all the uh you know 
attributes and talents that I have and, you know, keeping me pushing forward and waking up to see another day. And I'm just uh, really grateful that I'm able to be in a business like this and be healthy and, you know, be able to put on a show for everybody who's watching. Absolutely. Well, those are a lot of thank yous. Obviously, uh, the faith uh, is the most important thank you. You can never do anything without being grounded. So that's great. Um, you, you also mentioned, you know, you're a real estate agent. So balancing those roles are obviously big and important for you. Um, if anybody's still looking for tickets, 247fighting.com is where you get them. And obviously you said you're used to having a bunch of of fans. I don't think I've ever seen you fight live. I, I will be cage side doing the announcing. So I'm excited to be able to, to not only watch it, but call uh, you uh, in fighting. And so uh, I'll make sure I keep my eyes open. I can't wait to see you in action. Um, but you're fighting November 25th. I've been asking everybody this. Uh, would you have been a little bit more upset if they made you fight after Thanksgiving as far as having to cut during Thanksgiving, obviously you're fighting the night before Thanksgiving, so you'll be good to eat on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. <laughs> I was so happy they put me on the 25th. I didn't even know there was two cards. I was like, because one of my boys was like, yeah, man, they got me fighting after Thanksgiving. And I was like, no, dude, it's before Thanksgiving. What are you talking about? And then I found out then that there was two cards, and I'm like, wow, like, they hooked me up. Like, they got me, they got me getting out of the way. I'll be able to go to the fight Saturday, enjoy them, eat thanksgiving dinner all that kind of stuff so yeah so to you guys thank you i really appreciate you i don't know if, if there's anything that i did uh that it put you on put me on or put you guys uh on your good side but whatever it was i appreciate yeah it. you want to keep that good that good side rolling i was talking to ethan goss one of the pros that's going to be fighting yeah. on saturday yeah, he was very unhappy having to having to cut weight and fight on Saturday. The only guy that doesn't care is I was interviewing a heavyweight. Of course, they don't care about weight most of the time. So he was he was fine. He's planning on eating a full Thanksgiving dinner two or three times and then fighting on Saturday. But it's been great having you on the show. Um, thanks so much for taking time out. Obviously, you've been driving during the show, and clearly you're a very self-motivated and, and disciplined guy to be able to string together your your work and your training um so thanks so much for coming on the show can't wait uh to see you in action november 25th brawl in the berg four for two four fight two four seven fighting championships that's right man I, I really appreciate it dude i'm looking forward to it man i'm uh super pumped look forward to meeting you and uh uh if anybody out there needs to uh buy or sell a house you know who to call yeah, that's, in, that's incredible. The Prince of Pittsburgh. You've been hearing him here on MMA FanCast. We will see him live in action on November 25th. Thanks so, thanks so much for coming on, Cole. Talk to you later, my man. I appreciate you, man. Take it easy. You got it. You too. All right. Bye-bye.